You are listening to the Your Shining Self podcast for women who need messages of hope, love, and transformation. And now your host, Tish. Hey there, listeners. Thanks for joining me. So my guest today teaches self-love utensils and spiritual essentials to enhance your life and business. She recently launched her card deck creation course, and you'll find her at rosiebatista.com. Hey, Rosie, thanks for being with me today. Hey, Tishuli, thanks for having me. I'm very excited to have a conversation with you. Yes, I'm so looking forward to it, especially because we're going to be talking about a topic that is so important, and that topic is self-love. But really quick, before we jump into that topic, I just want to say, if you want the show notes from today's episode, be sure to head over to shiningself.com forward slash RB. All right, Rosie, let's jump right in and start talking about self-love. So we're going to focus a little bit on how your life was a mess, and I so can relate to that because I used to be a hot mess myself. So (laughs) we're going to talk about how your life was a mess when you lacked self-love and how your life has changed since you have found self-love. So take me and my listeners back to... Well, first of all, let me ask you, how do you describe self-love? Well, I would describe, well, first of all, I'll tell you what self-love, you cannot really function well and have healthy relationships and a joy-filled life without it. So what it is, is just really knowing who you are um, and treating yourself with, um, the loving, kind respect that you would treat someone that you loved, like your child or your best friend or your, you know, your daughter. So like that. Perfect. Just in case anybody was wondering, I know sometimes there's, you know, self-love can be some, a completely different, um, description, you know, for everybody. So I just want to, I also think that, I mean, I think it's a great question that you asked because, I really didn't know what it even meant for a long time until I yes. did. Um, when, you know, it it sounds like, you know, you know what I'm trying to say, right, Tisha? Like, you don't even know that you're, like, people say, oh, you need to love yourself more. And you're like, well, I love myself. I go for a manicure. I go for a pedicure. I take care of myself. But it goes like way deeper than that. It goes down to like your self-worth, like how, what you actually think about yourself. Yes. I'm so glad that you circled back and mentioned that, Rosie, because I was the classic example of I had heard self-love so much and I thought I was, you know, being self-loving because, hello, I'm the girl that's had acrylic nails for like, 20 years probably. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that was like generally a once a month thing that I go and do. So I was like, oh yeah, I've got self-love, you know, I've got it kicked. I know all about taking care of myself. And then when I realized, oh crap, 
you know, getting like a manicure and a pedicure, that's such surface level self-care bullshit. Like I'm not saying that those are things that are wrong to do because hello, I just told you I've had acrylic nails for like forever. So I love doing that and I enjoy a pedicure, you know, now and then. So I think those are great forms of self-care but it's so much deeper than that. And you touched on it when you said self-worth. So yeah. is there so, any, go ahead. Sorry. No. You, so you had said like, what was it? So my life without, I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about my life without it, what it looked like. And so I, and I think people can relate to that. So, you know, I had two um, marriages that didn't work out. And the reason they didn't work out is because they, probably shouldn't have happened to begin with. So without self-love, I did not like pick the right person for me because I really didn't think I was that valuable. So it's like, okay, well, whatever showed up or, you know, I would put up with because I didn't find myself or think of myself as that valuable. Does that make sense? Oh my gosh. Yes. And I so can relate to that because I think back to all the previous relationships that I've had and, you know, I've talked quite a bit about it. Um, maybe not so much on the blog, but you know, Rosie, you may have even heard me talk about it, but those that are closer to me have heard me talk a lot about back, you know, several years ago when I didn't have self-love for myself. And when I'm referring to the self-love, I'm talking about that self-worth. I didn't believe that I deserved better. I didn't believe that I was valuable. I didn't believe I was worthy of love. I was, oh my gosh, picking men that were using me for sex. And one of the reasons was I'm also a big girl. So not only did I have low self-esteem and not believe that I deserved a man that would treat me more than, you know, just a piece of meat, because basically that's what I was being treated like. Um, I, it was just such, oh my gosh, I don't, I don't even know how to put it into words. It's so different when you like, don't love yourself because you do, you said, you know, you didn't pick the right men. You were, um, you know, just settling pretty much for anything. And that's yeah. so true. And well, it's really sad. Yeah, it's very sad. And I think that, so now that I can, I can say this after many years have gone by, that, um, you know, perhaps I did pick the right man to teach me my worth. Because it got so bad, Tisha, that one of the, um, you know, even so, even after my two divorces, because I, you know, my, my first husband was my first boyfriend. So then, you know, and the father of my children. So after that was over, I jumped right into another marriage. And then, so when that was over, you know, did some dating, but it got so bad that finally, like, before I totally decided to stop dating and I said, wait, something's wrong here. He would just tell me, you know, your business sucks. What you're talking about is so girly, girly. You really can't help anybody by yourself. Come join me in my business and you support me and you just be quiet. And, you know, I was like, wow, that feels, that can't be, you know, it just ate away at my stomach. And I'm like, this cannot be true. Like that cannot be true that I just suck. (laughs) You know, why is this person telling me that I suck? And, um, it really took that for me to say, wait a second, that's, that's not true. 
and that was the catalyst for my looking at things in a different way and saying, wait, what's actually going on here? What am I missing? Um, I also had an eating disorder for many years from the time I was 17. So you mentioned something about your, um, you know, being a big girl and your body image. And so for me, because I wasn't, you know, if you looked at me, you would say, and people did say, well, what are you, what's wrong with you? Like, you look fine, but I didn't feel fine. I felt awful. So my, you know, my eating disorder, I was never satisfied with my body. It didn't matter what size I was, or I never thought it, it was good or it looked good or anything. So I think sometimes we get confused if we think like someone looks heavier than they should be or whatever judging we're doing that um, we forget that it's really deeper than that. Like there's a lot of people that have these, like don't like who they are. And then you just make decisions based on not liking who you are. And it, that's never a good thing. Yeah. I love that you touched on that Rosie. And I literally could probably talk until I am blue in the face about body image issues and how judge. And when I say how judgmental people are, I am speaking about myself too, because I have been, you know, in those shoes where I've judged others by how they've looked too. Um, but Oh my gosh, you know, people will look at, and I can only speak to bigger because of my experiences, but you know, people have looked at me before and they're like, oh, you're not healthy because you're fat. Well, mm -hmm. okay, granted, I do have some things going on, but I'm also a hell of a lot more active now than I've ever been in my life. So just, uh, I don't know where I was going with that thought, but yeah. It's the, I think it's the judging too. It's like, yes. not only are we judging other people, we're judging ourselves. Yes. Like, and I think that's the worst thing that we can do is when we judge ourselves, because when we have control over how we treat ourselves and when we're so judgmental, um, you know, that's never a good thing either. You know, we're judging, oh, we look terrible. So like, who else is going to think we're good if we don't like ourselves? How can we get into a relationship or do anything really well when we don't like who we are? Amen to that. And I think, you know, to touch on that just a little bit, we have society to thank for, you know, judging ourselves and not being okay with the way we look. Because from a very early age, at least in my life, you know, I was seeing magazines of all these beautiful, you know, yeah. runway models and all these women in Hollywood. And even as a young girl, I was like, well, shit. I don't look anything like these women. I've always been bigger boobed. I've always had broad shoulders. You know, my thighs yep. have always been thicker. So from a very early age, I think all women and men too, I think it kind of touches more, it affects more women. Um, we're just taught that our bodies are not okay. And that's, that's what I feel is so wrong with society. Yeah. And, and, so the, the piece, you know, I, I think um, maybe people are saying, okay, well, great. So I know it's, I can relate to that. And I know what self-love isn't, <laughs> but then how do you make the switch to being self-loving? Right. And that like, for me, I really had to tap into, to cure my eating disorder, which I really feel was caused by my lack of worthiness. Like I just was like almost punishing myself. Um, I was like, how do I get out of this? I am like so stuck in this and it's an awful place to be because I just, no matter what I did, okay, tomorrow will be better. Tomorrow will be better. I couldn't 
get myself out of it. And it really came from just, um, really, I'll say just like God got me out of it. <laughs> Let's just be simple. And it just really then knowing that, you know, I'm a child of God. I'm worthy just because of that. And I don't need to punish myself for anything. And really just, you know, every day centering myself and being in alignment with that, like, is the most, is this the most loving thing I can do for me right now? Like for every meal, for everything I put in my mouth, for every person I spoke to, it was just always questioning myself. Is this the most loving thing I can do for myself right now? So if your readers can take that question and write it down and ask that, it's super powerful to make changes because it can stop you like dead in your tracks and say, wait a minute, this is not loving. I would not tell my beautiful daughter who I love so much to do this thing that I'm about to do right now. Rosie, that is such an excellent point. And I love that question, that phrase. Um, I've heard you mention it before for my listeners. I have met Rosie in person. I've been at a couple of events with her and I just freaking adore her. Mm -hmm. And that question is something that I hear you mention all the time. And I actually have a little sticky note on my desk where um, you know, during the day I can so easily get distracted and get on Facebook when I know that I have work that I could be doing things like that. So even for something as simple as, you know, social media, I yeah. am constantly asking myself, is this the most loving thing I could be doing for myself? Yeah. <laughs> so I just yeah. love that question and it is so powerful. So let's circle back to the relationship that you were in where, you know, he was basically telling you that you suck, your stuff is too girly, blah, 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 all that bull crap was, and you mentioned that that was like the catalyst to turning your life around. Was it, did you just wake up one morning and be like, okay, he's full of crap and this is no. not true. How, what, no. how was that journey? How did that, you know, come about? Yeah. So he happened to be he was actually in my life at a point when it was, you know, he just came in when it was really like the falling apart. And if you know my story or um, I do have a video up on my, um, my website where you can see I put together a little like kind of a montage thing. So I, um, what, what it, how it kind of worked out was like, it was all kind of culminating together. So I was losing my house and then obviously like losing my business. He came like, oh, come work with me forget all your stuff, come work with me, all of that. But I still was just really um, suffering and struggling. And I just was on my hands and knees one day saying, you know, like, okay, God, I don't know what to do here. I just don't know how to get out of this mess. And um, I got the answer to me, you know, enter a bodybuilding competition. So I won't go into such detail about that, but I was just turning 50. And I'm like, that's a crazy ass freaking thing. What the hell is that about? I'm like, no, you know? <laughs> and then I was just like, it kept coming up. And I'm like, shit. So I just kept kind of talking about it. This guy tried to talk me out of it. You're crazy. Don't do that. And then um, I mentioned to my son and my son said, mom, you're, you keep talking about it. Either do it or stop talking about it. Ooh. And so at that moment, I'm like, you know what? I got this message. I'm going to just do it. And that's when, so I will say petitionally, and this sounds crazy, but it did the competition. That's where, you know, you guys can 
look at my whole journey about that at, on the video. But when I was on that stage, it was like a lightning bolt hit me in the head. I'm, I'm out, I'm standing there with my body and my body issues with a room full of people and judges looking at me, actually really judging me and, you know, taking score of my whole body as I'm standing there posing, turning around, showing every side of myself. And it was a really vulnerable thing. And I'm like, here I was. And it was like literally this lightning bolt that came to me and it said, you have everything you need already inside you. And it was like, oh my God, it doesn't matter what I, my body looks like. I have everything I need already inside me. I need to tell everybody about this. And so that's when I really said, you know what? I'm launching my business. I'm getting out there in the world to help people understand that it doesn't matter. They don't have to do anything to be amazing. They, they, they don't have to look a certain way or do a certain thing everything they need they have so oh my gosh Rosie thank you for sharing that I had goosebumps as you were talking mm -hmm. about that because that is so true and it's so powerful when we do come to that realization that we are awesome just the way we are and we do right. have everything that we need it's already within ourselves right um so I wanted to ask I I'm so glad that you brought up the bodybuilding competition because that was one of the first things that I had learned about you. And I was like, talk about kick ass. Yeah. <laughs> and during, because at that point you're still in, you know, that relationship, you're still, you know, not really, you haven't fully stepped into the self love, you know, journey right. yet. So were there any moments at all during preparing for that competition, the day of the competition, were there moments where you were like, oh, hell no, I can't do this. Were you ready oh, to hell quit? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and actually through it, he was in my life and he would say, you know what? You should, well, I don't understand why you're doing this and you should just stop. You get it. You know, you look good enough. Like, why are you, what, what are you trying to prove and why are you doing this? And there were points where I, say, where I would say, oh my God, why am I doing this? Like, what am I doing? This is really, this is getting hard. But as, as I went through, I, I was starting to learn things. Like I was starting to learn, you know, this is, this is something I'm doing for me. And the thing about the bodybuilding competition, and I, I, I really do take that as my, and it sounds weird because it was a physical thing, but that became my spiritual awakening. And I think it was because it was such a, an inner game because there weren't a lot of, there really weren't a lot of supportive people because it would be annoying to go out to dinner with me. And people also, it would upset people if they see me and they're like, oh, well, I, you know, it would, it would trigger whatever they didn't do for themselves. So I would have a lot of people say, oh, come on, just cheat this one time or don't worry about this one time. And you're so obsessed and you're so strict and you're so... You should be lighter on yourself. And they would really, I mean, it happened often. But I just, there was something in me that said, you know what, you're going to take this to the end. And that was like my God wink. That was like a divine intervention to take me to that stage where I had to hear that message. Um, wow. Yeah, I mean, it was a lot of, you know, yeah, it was a lot of divine guidance in there. And at the end, when um, it was when that relationship broke up, because I said, you know what? I really don't even want you to come to the competition. I really don't even want you there. And um, he did wind up coming. But when I got a chance to thank 
people I thank my children and I never, I did not thank him for the support in, in helping me. And um, that was kind of the end of our, that was kind of the end of it. Cause he was like, you know, it was just ended. And it was, it was perfect because from then I knew, you know what, all of this, everything you're going to do now is going to be about how you can really learn who you are, be real, put your stuff out there, like take out the, you know, the gag in my mouth that I couldn't, you know, that my stuff wasn't good enough and just, you know, tap into that message that I got. How awesome that that turning point, that moment in your life, the end of, you know, that bodybuilding competition, how perfect that that's the moment that that relationship ended. Because I, I don't know for sure, but I think from that bodybuilding competition, that moment, I think that's when like your self-love shifted and your life began to change. Am I correct in thinking that? Yeah. And, you know, and then it's like, it, so it happens and then you keep working it. I mean, I, like I said, I still ask those questions, you know, I mean, they come easier. Like I'm much more able, it's like a practice and an art. And so you get much, you get much better at making better decisions for yourself. And, and, and really it becomes a, around healthy boundaries around yourself because you love yourself enough to put healthy boundaries. So I don't let anybody enter my personal space. That's going to be, you know, if someone is going to not be loving to me, then I'm, then they're not really going to be in my world. Yes. And I love that you touch on boundaries and it's so crazy that I'm interviewing you today and we touch on boundaries because I just interviewed our friend Val Selby yesterday and our whole conversation was all about boundaries and healthy. Mm -hmm. So I love that it worked, mm. you know, worked out that I just had that conversation yesterday and you just touched on it because. Yeah. I mean, and because that is a part of self-love. Yes. I mean, lots of times you think, oh, well, that's like, I don't know, we have problems putting up boundaries because we think we're mean or we think this, but I've come to this conclusion. If I could, if, if there's a takeaway that, that, that whoever is listening can take away, it's that the healthier you are, the more self-loving you are, it benefits everyone. Your boundaries are good for everyone because everyone then is clear on what, on the way, you know, on, on what, how they act. Like you, you're a better person. You show up better with your boundaries and you're not, you know, a dish rag or a doormat or whatever. Um, so everybody wins. Yes. So Rosie, something else I want to touch on and talk about, about self-love is I sometimes think that, and it's so silly to think this because I know that it's not just a magical like pill and everything changes overnight and life just suddenly becomes awesome and that I love myself every day. So how do you being you know, as self-loving as you are, how do you handle days where you might sink into a, I don't know the word I'm looking for, but you just get down on yourself and you're not being very self-loving to yourself. How do you handle those days? So on those days, like I, I get better and better at snapping out of it. And you know what? Honestly, I just go to prayer and I say, God, help me to see this as you would see it, because I'm very screwed up right now and I don't know what the hell I'm doing. <laughs> so, and then, you know, I, I just kind of really surrender it. And I, I, 
I've gotten, um, yeah, that's, that's the way I do it now. Like really it's been the spiritual part that has, that keeps me centered and more grounded and peaceful. And for those moments that I'm not, I'm like, what, you know, I question, what are the thoughts I'm thinking and are they really true? And what am I making up and what story am I living to right now? And, you know, how can I, how can I look at this in a different way? How can I look at this in a more loving way? And is it really about me? All those things. So it just becomes that you can be more, when you can be more real, you can be more self-reflective and not beat myself up for being like an idiot or lazy because I don't feel like nothing's, you know, nothing's flowing out of me today, but to allow myself to be more like, you know what, today I really can't, I'm not working today because it feels to me that the loving thing to do would be to go walk around this mall and just look at beautiful things or go have tea with this person or, you know, go watch a, you know, a beautiful movie or go pet my dog or, or something. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And that's a great, you know, I love that you shared all that because I think for me, part of my self-love and self-care um, routine journey, whatever you want to call it, I believe that being aware and conscious of feelings that I'm having, thoughts that I'm having, those ones that aren't serving me, I believe being aware of those and conscious of those and doing whatever I can, whether that's praying, reaching out to a friend, turning on some uplifting music, dancing around the house, whatnot. I think um, just being aware and conscious of that stuff is also part of self-love and self-care. Yeah. And then to know that, you know, you're going to have, it's not going to just it's not like, okay, I'm self-loving and then you're done. It's just, it's like anything. It's like, there's nothing that you could do and then be done. It's like always self-growth and, you know, it's, it's good to keep digging and learning about yourself because there's so much. We're like, we're like these amazing creatures that have so much like going on, you know? So it's just a constantly learning about how much more real can we be and what other masks are we hiding behind and, and all that kind of stuff. Yes. Rosie, this has been such great conversation and I feel like we could talk forever about it, but, um, before we end the call, I know you've already talked about how you ask yourself, is this the most loving thing I can do for myself? Is there, you know, another tip or another takeaway for my listeners that, um, you know, are struggling with self-love and self-care? Do you have a piece of advice for them other than, you know, asking yourself that question that they can take away that if they are struggling, they can, you know, start using another takeaway. Do you have any other takeaways? So, I mean, one of the other things that I did that really helped me through many things was, um, and people, it's funny because a lot of people are like, I don't want to do that. Um, journaling. Yes. And even if you, and, and so I, I would always ask people, why don't you want to journal? And they're afraid someone's going to discover, but even if you write it down and then go burn it or whip it up or flush it down the toilet, whatever, get it out of you. Like, and honestly, get it out of you. Like you and your journal are your best friend. That's your best friend and your therapist and your coach and everything. Just put down, you know what? I feel shitty today and I'm, I don't like this person. And they did this to me, everything. Just get it out of you. And then it's like, you can take a breath of fresh air and then really relook at the situation. But when you're carrying all that around, 
it's heavy and it's angsty and it's confusing. And so I would say like, that's a really good action step. And if you're like, again, if you're afraid of it, um, just do it on a piece, a sheet of paper and then rip it up. I have like boxes of journals. I said, Oh my God, when I'm no longer here and my kids go through it, they're going to say, mom, is nuts. <laughs> I'm laughing because, well, I did get, when I moved from Michigan out here to the West coast, I did go through and get rid of some of my old ones, but like my really, really old ones and ones that, you know, I, when I was in like a major hot mess moment, I have those and I'm just thinking, oh my God, if I don't get rid of those before I pass, the poor people that see that stuff, they're going to think, Jesus, was she ever crazy? Well, you know what? And also they could say, wow, this really helped me because I feel like I'm not alone out there. And, <laughs> it's oh, true. So it can be, you know, but the thing is that you got it out and, and do you agree that journaling is something that's just like, it's even though it's scary, it's a really useful tool. Oh my God. I so agree a thousand percent. Like I said, I mean, I've got a gazillion journals. I'm a journal junkie. And there have been times you mentioned, you know, write something, rip it up or write something, burn it. There has been moments when I have written something, especially when I was going through some of the AA steps and writing a lot of things that I had to get written out. Um, there were times that I wrote things and then I burnt those papers and it can be pretty damn therapeutic and healing to write and then burn or write and rip up. So yes. Oh, yeah. For yep. sure. Yep. Yeah. So th that would be, you know, and I would say, keep, keep at it. Like, don't, don't let you, if, this is what happens to something that we're afraid to do is the thing that we should be doing. So if you're hearing this, you're like, oh, I am never journaling. I don't care what those women say. I would say you're the person that needs to journal the most. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh, Rosie, that was great advice. And this has been such a great conversation. I so appreciate you taking time out of your day to be here. I appreciate our listeners listening in. Um, listeners, don't forget, if you want the show notes from today's episode, head on over to shiningself.com forward slash RB. That's where you're going to find links to find Rosie online. Um, I'll have a link to her card deck course. Rosie, is there anything else you want to share with our listeners before we end the call today? Yeah, I just want to say, you know, wherever you are in your life, you can make a different choice every day or you can make a different choice every second. And it comes down to just the way you're looking at something and you can change that and you can day by day, second by second, get better and better and just keep growing yourself so that you feel like the magnificent woman that God intended you to be because everything that you need for that to happen, you have right this second. And once you make that decision, then you have it. That gave me goosebumps and what a powerful message to end the call on with. So thank you for that. You're welcome. That's a wrap for today's episode of the Your Shining Self podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a comment and share with others that need a message of hope, love and transformation.